Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. And welcome to another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. I'm going to jump right in. My name is Jeremy Blossom and I'm your host. And today's episode is about all things email. It's about how millionaires use email like an ATM machine. They can create an email that literally drives sales overnight. And I want to show you and share with you exactly how they're able to do that and why their emails perform better than yours. Okay. So if you have an email list and you're sending out emails, let me ask you a question. Do you really, really, really find the entire process of sending emails to your list unpleasant? Are you trying to find anything else to do, any other campaign to build, but send out another email to your list? If that is you, then there is something extremely fundamentally wrong with what you're doing with your emails. And I am here to help you make it better. Because the truth is, is that emailing your prospects, sending messages to your prospects should be the, be the number one thing that you are the most excited about to do in any given day during the week or month when you're running media marketing and trying to generate sales for your business. Because a good email list should be able to generate more revenue, or I should maybe clarify even more, more profit for you than any other source. And the reason why I wanted to make sure that I clarified that with revenue and profit, that it's going to generate more profit, is because if there's someone on your email list, you've already done the hard part. You got someone to raise their hand and say that they're interested in your product or service and give you a piece of their data And that is the hard part and also the most expensive part is getting people to raise their hand and share that data with you. So if you are not making the type of money you think you could be making with email, then pay attention because I'm going to go into exactly how you can crack the code to generating and harvesting an income stream that is completely completely controllable by you. And that's the hard part, right? I think that we've all had traffic sources like Facebook or Amazon or Google that can dry up on us, that can get more difficult or more expensive. Email should be a tried and true revenue stream for your business and something that you're extremely motivated to master and to perfect and never stop learning new things that you can do to get even more money out of your list. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning. I mentioned that if someone's on your list, that's because they've requested information about your product or service, right? Okay, great. Part two to that is where a lot of millionaires have been able to master and get their email list to perform for them is that they go a step further 
When an email comes in, they segment out where that email came from. So a lot of people use systems like MailChimp or Constant Contact. Personally, I use a service called ActOn. Uh, they're a non-permission-based ESP. ESP stands for Email Service Provider. Currently, we're probably sending about 50 to 60 million emails a month across the various different websites that I own and audiences that we've built. Um, probably one of the largest ones is for a company called Trade Stocks that I own, tradestocks.com. Um, we are sending out millions of emails to that list per month, um, as well as a few others. So I do know a few things about the good and the bad of email and the things that you should be doing. And one of the things that you can be doing, even with MailChimp or Constant Contact, is when you create a new campaign, you should almost always be creating a new list with inside of it. So I'll I'll use MailChimp, for example. You can create a new list, and in that list, you want to be specific. Uh, Let's say that the traffic source for this list is going to be coming from Facebook, and it's going to be specifically for an ebook. Then you want to say new list, Facebook, what the name of the ebook is, and then if you can get even further, let's say that it's, it's targeted based off of an interest group, okay? Everybody interested in how to repair a computer. Okay, so it's ebook, you know, uh, Facebook interest, how to how to build a computer, and then you're going to turn on that campaign. Why do you want to create a new list every single time you have a new campaign? Well, because you can always roll up your list into your master list. Okay, but you want to be able to know and remember where did this lead come from and what were they originally interested in, because the more data you have and the more things that you're capturing and remembering about the person, the more ammunition you're going to have, and I'll explain what we can do with this ammunition, the more ammunition you can have to generate more sales. Okay. So first thing that millionaire marketers do, really effective email marketers do, is that they segment out their list by where the people actually came from. Then you can even drill down even further and start segmenting people based off of user behavior. So one of the things that we all need to remember is that interest and attention comes and goes. And typically, for the product or service that you provide, there's going to be some type of seasonality or cyclical nature to what you're doing. And that's attention. You're either going to get a lot of attention or not so much attention. So for us, what we need to make sure that we're careful of is segmenting out when people are opening your emails. So I have another list segment that I create that basically separates everybody who's opened my email in the last, and let's say I have an email list that I send out every single day. I'll send out something that's open in the last three days or two days. Then I'll have another one that says anybody who's opened up an email, this is another segment, in the last seven days. Then I'll have another email uh, segment that says in the last 14 and another one that says in the last 30. So not only do I have where the list was built from, I also am segmenting when the person opened up and last engaged with my list. Why time? Why is time important? Well, typically people who are opening up your emails, the, the, the person who opened up your email most recently is theoretically the person who's most engaged 
right? Imagine this. Imagine, this is what HubSpot got really famous for. Imagine that you are, you've got a lead that comes in and you're a sales guy. A lead comes in, you see the lead come in and you could know if the person was on your website or not. HubSpot built that ability so that if someone's on your website and they're already a lead in your system, you can know, oh, this person's on your site right now and they're actually looking at this page. So imagine if you could call them while they're checking your website out. That would be the right time and the right place and the person's obviously doing the research. And so if you're going to speak to them, that's the right time to do it. Email is no different. Attention is attention is attention. So the same things that we would apply in our normal face-to-face sales tactics or phone tactics, we can apply to email and websites. So segment that thing out by time and the person who's most interested. Another thing, this is a pro power tip here. When you're sending out emails, what I like to do, because I'm sending so many and I send them fairly frequently, is that I like to send out my first initial batch of emails to everybody who just opened up the last email from me. Then I go and I allow the system to send out to the next batch of people, to the next batch of people, and then so on and so forth until I get to whatever list I decided to segment for that specific campaign that I am creating. Oh, I'm going to stop for a second, okay? I've already got into three or four major, major tactics that millionaire marketers use. Most of the people that I talk to, most businesses, especially small businesses that I talk to, they have one list. They have one segmentation. They don't do nearly any of this stuff. And so it is no wonder that you're not getting any results, Because results don't just magically happen. And having a really pretty email template, ladies and gentlemen, is not good enough. A clever subject line just isn't enough for you to consistently generate profit off of your list. So stop thinking that's all you need. Stop thinking that if you make and find the prettiest image to go into your email, that that's all of, a sudden, all of a sudden going to change all of your problems. That is not going to happen. First and foremost, email messages are not going to work unless they're opened. You got to get people to open them. Okay, so how do you get people to open them? This is going to sound a little backwards. First thing you do is you get rid of all the people that aren't opening your emails. If you have somebody who's on your list that hasn't opened an email from you in six months, then segment them out of your list, out of your core list, and put them into a unengaged, uninterested, and non-opened segment of your list. A pro tip is, is that you can do a special targeted campaign just to those people, very sparingly, very strategic, and you can win back a lot of business. It's called a win back program. So unfortunately, there's so much I could talk about with email that I I can't give it all here in this one episode. So I will be breaking down multiple episodes just around the top of of email. But I really wanted to kind of give a broad, all-encompassing power tips for you to start implementing today with your list. 
you can take the same approach with everything that you're sending out to. You can segment your text messages. You can segment out your Facebook messages. You can send out your direct mail. You can segment a lot of different things. So I'm choosing email because it's one of the most cost-effective things that you can do as a marketer. And it's something that I think everybody who's listening to my podcast has. They all have an email list, right? Okay. So I said that we don't make money unless someone opens up an email. So get rid of the people, if you have an existing list, of the people that aren't open and put them in somewhere else and target specifically concentrate on the ones that are the most engaged. These are our power users, and this is our opportunity, our best opportunity to try to engage with them and get some revenue coming from them. All right. So the next thing that we need to start doing is we need to start looking at the content that you're sharing. Let me tell you guys something. Newsletters don't sell. Newsletters don't sell. If you're expecting your newsletter to be driving all this sort of revenue from you, then it's not going to work. What do I describe as a newsletter? A generic piece of content that you're trying to make for everyone to keep them up to date on the things they don't care about. We all have, I don't know why we don't unsubscribe from them all, but we all have emails that come through and they make it to our inbox and we don't open them up. Why? Because we know that if we opened it up, the company brand product or service that's soliciting us is just going to be talking about themselves. Oh, look, we just hired a new person at our CPA office. Or, hey, wouldn't you like to know that today's summer thing is this, this, and this, and this? We don't care. It gets very little uh, pieces of our attention. Because the reality is, and this is something you can write down if you're taking notes, is that all messages are not created equal. And we are all in a constant barrage of messages happening all the time. We're getting sent. Our our phones are constantly ringing. Our Apple watches are constantly vibrating. Our computers are pinging at us from different messages from different people regarding different topics. Some things like, hey, there's an important notice from your bank account. It's marked urgent. It says something about funds in there. That message is more likely going to be addressed way quicker than the one message that you see from your dentist that says, happy Monday, and here are five tips to make sure that your teeth stay clean. Like, there's all messages aren't created equal. And so it is important that we treat all of our email messages as such that we are very strategic with what we're sending out. The more specific you can make your email, the more pertinent you can make your email, the more your customer feels like you wrote that email specifically to them, like you took time out of your day to sit down and write a personal email straight to them, the odds of you increasing your open rate and having them read it and them actually buying go dramatically up versus a massive email blast with no segmentation and it getting sent to everybody and there's real no intentionality behind it and it's complete miss. Because you know if you have kids, your kid comes up to you, dad, 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 mom, 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 mom. And they do this. And so it's like, because how many times did your kid come up to you and what they wanted to talk to you about was not important at all? And so that's exactly what we've been trained to do with our emails. If you keep sending stuff that just doesn't make any value, doesn't give any value, doesn't make any sense and isn't for them, they're going to treat all of your messages like that. The first thing that we look at when we get a message is who is it from? 
and we have about a half a second decision. We make or break. Your email is made or break in about a half a second. Do I want to hear from that person or not? If the, the automatic response is, no, I don't want to hear from that person or not right now, you're dead in the water. Because remember, it's about getting, keeping attention. So be careful about what you're actually sending out. I send out some of my email lists. I'm sending out an email every single day. Well, Jeremy, how are you able to send out an email every single day? Isn't that too many emails? It's the first thing. Isn't that too many emails? Isn't that a little too aggressive? I didn't say I was sending out an email to the same person seven days a week. I have super targeted specific niches inside of my audience base that I'm going after with very specific messaging. And the technology that's out there today allows us to gather this information easier than ever before. What you should all hopefully be doing as well is matching your CRM, okay, your customer relationship management system, CRM, with your ESP. Okay, your email service provider. Because as your salespeople or as your uh, shopping cart or whatever data that you're collecting from people, as you're starting to collect this data, it should be going into your CRM system and you should be sharing that and updating and creating more lists based off the segmentation. A very easy one is the segmentation between males and females. Yes, males and females. Because there is a distinct psychological difference between how they engage with content. And if you can make, this is great for e-commerce brands, if you can make emails more cater to what women would like versus what men would like, everything down to the font and the style of writing, then the better chance that you have of keeping a highly engaged list. So I could, again, I, there's so much I could talk about regarding this specific subject about getting really niche and speaking and talking specifically to one person. But ladies and gentlemen, it's lazy marketing. It's just plain lazy marketing. And to think for a second, to think for a second that email isn't worth it for you is a joke. It's a joke because it's your owned media. Facebook, when you post, post an ad or put something on Instagram, there isn't a hundred percent certainty that someone will even see that post or that ad or that uh, uh, that image that you're that you're putting out there. Not even not, there's not a hundred percent. Okay, text messages are a hundred percent read, and email can get you can get within 99 percent delivered into the inbox. Because you own it. And not only that, you get to control the message. And not only that, you get to control the length of the message and how long you put in there. How long should my emails be, Jeremy? I get that question. How long should it be? As long as it takes. That's my response. As long as it takes to do, what is your objective behind that email? Sit down. And when you think about the next email that you want to send, think about who do you want to send this to? What is in it for them? Why do you want to send it? And why are they going to respond? Again, when you go to write your next one, who are you going to be sending it to? If it's the answer is everyone, that's okay. It can be everyone, but then what? What is it that you're going to promote? What is it? What is it that everybody can take advantage of? Okay. And if you can help it, can you get even more narrow? 
That's the next question. Find out who, the who, what, where, why, when, okay? And then ask yourself, can I get even more granular with the person that I'm sending this to? And you'll thank yourself right now by doing the the hard work up front and segmenting your audience out. You'll say, oh, okay, great. I absolutely, I absolutely can send this to. And you start looking through your list and say, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about this. I didn't even think about this. I know that I have 750 buyers that bought this particular service or product from me. This would be perfect for them. They would love this. So I'm going to send us a completely different email to that 750 people. All right. The benchmarks that you guys should all be targeting all right, is a 20% open rate. This does change based off of the vertical that you're in, but a good, healthy open rate, if you've got less than 25,000 people on your email list, should be around 20%. If you're at the 30 or 40, you guys are rock stars. Congratulations and keep doing it. The click-through rate should be about 10%. As you guys all know by now, if you've been listening to my episodes, I am a huge numbers guy. Everything boils down for me into data. And I use these benchmarks, a 20% open rate and a 10% click-through rate to go and identify what types of results I should be getting from my email. And before you hit send on your email, you need to go and say, I expect to generate this number of clicks and this number of sales from this email. That should be predetermined. Honestly, ask yourself, how many times have you did the pray and spray? You put together a half-thought, half-cocked campaign because you're rushing. Oh, it's 4th of July coming up. I really need to have a sale. And uh, I, if I don't get a sale here, I'm just missing money. So you know what I'll do? I'll, hmm, what did I do last year? Okay, sure. I'll do 50% off 4th of July. And I can I use, yeah, I'll ask my designer if I can use like, you know, just, just make a couple tweaks to last year's banner ad. And okay, great. And then, oh man, I'm so busy. All right, let's just, we'll queue it up and we'll have it sent out a couple days. We'll let it run for a couple days. Yeah, that's great. Okay. And then you're on to the next thing. We're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. And never, and then you look and, and after the 4th of July, okay, let's look back. All right. You're rested. You had a couple of days off. You had some time with your friends and family. You probably spent a little bit of money. So you're like, okay, I got to make some of that money back now. Okay. Let's look at this campaign. And you're like, man, my email didn't convert again. Oh gosh, man, this, that campaign was a big dud. Oh man, why did I do that? This, and then you get frustrated and then you tell yourself it must be email. My clients don't like email. I'm different. My business is different. They don't like email. Uh-uh. Email is dead. No, that's not my target demographic. Nope. Uh-uh. Listen, they gave you their email in the first place. Okay. If you have their email address, they gave it to you. It is your job to capitalize on it. And the better you make your offer, the more compelling you make your free offer or your tripwire or any other thing that you create to get this email in the first place, the more likely you're going to have a lifelong loyal email subscriber. The earnings for your email subscriber, do you even know what that is? What, what are the earnings? What is how much is an email worth in your system? Easy way to do the math is you look at all of the sales generated from your email traffic. Okay, they had to buy. They came from an email link and then they bought 
right away, all right? So how much revenue, all right? And then how big was the list for when that email was sent out, all right? Divide it up. Was it $3 an email? Was it a dollar an email? I have clients that it's worth $25, even $100 in email, $150 in email that's been sent out. That's how much an email was worth. You guys, this could be your business. You just never took this approach and you never took the time. And it is far better to try to, to, try to build a brand new audience than try to resurrect an old one. If you haven't been following the practices that I've been trying to outline in my podcast thus far, if you haven't been trying to really, really over-deliver, deposit more than you would draw in the beginning portion of your relationship, and you've been really kind of, uh, you know, then build a campaign with your best foot forward, see how many people engaged, okay? Send out three to seven emails to try to get your existing list to engage with you. Everybody who does not engage with you, move them off to the side and segment them out. Everybody who does engage, opens, clicks, and ultimately, of course, best case scenario, buys, guess what? This is now your core email. And it is okay for the core email to get smaller. It's ideal if it gets bigger, but if it gets smaller but still produces the same revenue, huh, amazing. There are super buyers on your email list, everybody. Super buyers. Super buyers, I classify them as someone who pretty much will buy anything you put in front of them. Or they like to buy a lot of the things that you put in front of them. They buy two, three, four, seven, eight. Do you know the lifetime value of your customers? Do you have a system in place to measure this stuff? If you don't, then start to get that in place because this will help you see why email is so valuable. Because if you got a super buyer on your list, then take, take good care of them, right? And here's, I'm a firm believer in this. What is the best way to retain a customer? Get them to buy more from you. Sell them more. That's how you retain more customers. Why do you think Apple comes out with a new, slightly different, slightly upgraded version of an iPhone every six months? That's how they're able to keep loyal, loyal, I need it now, buyer files, right? Because they continue to do that. You, we are no different. If you're a carpet cleaner, your best customers are ones that call you back and have their carpet cleans every three months, right? Why? Because they, they, are, they, they need it. They're believing in it. They like it. So there's a whole, it's a whole other episode and a whole different podcast is try to turn and create super buyers and how you do that. But it's all predicated off of getting and talking and communicating with them. You need to do that with your emails, How do you structure an email that's going to be effective? Okay. It all begins with the subject line. The subject line, the subject line, the subject line. The subject line is the thing that it piques their interest, is is irresistible, um, is extremely timely or pertinent, uh, and is specifically as best we can just for them. Okay, So that subject line is one of the first things that we really need to craft. And guess what you can do? You know what pro tips are? Is you create two or three different variants. Send a micro email blast out to a thousand people. So if you've got 10,000 people on your list, you can send out a thousand that has this subject line, 
a thousand that has a second subject line and a thousand that has your third. And you're trying to just test the subject lines. The one that performs the best, has the best open rate, send to the 7,000. Send to the rest of your list. Yes, that's what these super marketers do. Okay. By segmenting this stuff out, this allows you, and to test this, this allows you to get the maximum results. Right? So first it starts with your subject line. Then the next thing it does is how does the body of the content flow into the thing that you're trying to sell? All right? So easy ways to do that is I like to use the subject lines as like the starting piece and then I build the email up. So whatever my subject line is, um, seven deadly sins of a digital marketer updated, right? That could be my subject. Okay. I want to figure out what this is kind of interesting to me. And then I go and I hit it right there. I build up my argument. Okay. And I'll start off the thing and say, marketers are losing what's in it for them. Millions of dollars in lost revenue by performing one of these seven deadly sins. I am guilty. Make, you know, again, you are not, don't hide behind your brand. Get personal. Use Things like I and you and me and us and use that to to get personal, to take your big, 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 scary institutional product, brand, or service and get relatable. Relatable. Remember, we're never losing our know, like, and trust. So number five, I'm guilty of. Okay, great. So what do they want to do? They want to go down to number five, okay? And so as I'm discussing these and I'm breaking out the seven deadly sins in the email itself, I am also teasing them with the one solution. There's a theme to these seven deadly sins. It all wraps into the one solution that's going to cure these sins, cure the person from not having to commit them over and over again. And what? What did I open it up with? That was costing them millions of dollars in losses a year. So then at the end of the email, I go and I say, click here to get my blueprint on turning lost opportunities into a seven-figure business for 2019. Okay, I'm making all this up right now as I'm, as I'm going along, but you guys get the idea. A pro tip is, is that put a bunch of links, hyperlink text, sensationalized text, um, uh, the, the, the real, real kind of like verb, you know, a lot, big, now, wanted. If you make a really power statement, hyperlink the entire sentence or three of the words, like whatever you would underline as the most important pieces of the email, hyperlink them. Because a pro tip, the more people click through on your emails, the higher engaged that email is. And so the algorithms will help you deliver, get your email delivered into more people's inboxes. So put in more links. Also, people know that they're links. And so it's a temptation thing. They don't click on the first link. They don't click on the second link. They don't click on the third link. They don't click on the fourth link. Man, they keep hitting with links and I like this content. What is it that this person is trying to sell me? Or how much does this cost? Or let me see what this looks like. By you doing that, you're subconsciously getting people to say, ah, oh, just, okay, this is good. Because what we do, we got them to open up the email. And once we got them to open up, it's our time to push. Lost opportunities, there's not a call to action to buy more. 
If you have a newsletter that you're aggregating content, the best content and the best things in your industry, then put links to buy something sponsored by our special product of the day, whatever it is, have call to actions in as many of your emails as possible. As many of your emails that you sent, as many as possible, please, please, please put calls to action to buy something, please. If you're not putting calls to action inside your email, it is no wonder that no one is buying your stuff because you're not asking them to, you're not telling them to, and you're not training them to. Email is a form of communication, just like TV, just like anything else. And TV has programmed us to buy off of these commercials. The internet is programming us to buy off these banner ads. You can program your buyers, especially your super buyers, to buy more and more by putting better placed ads inside of your emails as often as possible. How do I know if it's too much? Or what do I know if people don't like it? And people are sending me emails that they don't like it. Listen to me, okay? You are in, you're doing what you're doing because it's a business and you're here to make money. And you need to look at the metrics. What is your normal unsubscribe rate? I have clients that say, I have got the best unsubscribe rate ever. It's virtually nothing. And then I look through their emails and they're not selling anything either. What good is an email list? What good is everybody opening your emails and clicking through your emails and they're not buying anything? Okay. You're going to rub some people the wrong way. Some people are not going to like it. Well, you can segment them. You can give them the power to say, hey, I only want one email from you a month or one email from you a week. But if your content is so ridiculously good, you're going to sit through it. One of my favorite TV shows ever was Lost, ever. Man, except for the ending was horrible. But I absolutely loved that show, okay? And I would sit through the commercials and the long pauses, and it would drive me crazy. But I didn't mind it. I listened and watched every single one of those commercials. How many commercials do you think I've seen watching the entire season of Lost? I don't know, thousands, right? At least, plus the reruns I like to watch. I mean, there's thousands and thousands. Because good, compelling content we put up with, it's fine, we'll do it. Your email content, you have the same power. You can think of your emails like a show, right? By delivering really amazing, valuable stuff to these people, by also putting in calls action, instead of it commercials for things that they're not interested in, it could be commercials for stuff that they like you and they want to do more business with you. Again, I wish I had the time, but this, I hope, was very, very interesting and compelling. If it was, let me know, all right? Please reach out to me on my Instagram page, at Secrets of Marketers. Um, I would love to hear how you're using email, how email's impacting your business, and what specifically I can now get into. Now that we've got this general, here's what you should be doing as an email marketer, here's how you can be in improving your, your, your making money with, with your email list, what else could we be talking about? What else could we get into? I know you guys have got a lot of questions here, so let me know. Thanks for listening, and that concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. I'll speak to you guys again soon. Thanks. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we are giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.